Welcome to the podcast of William Patterson University's chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists, or WPSPJ, where voices from the news industry guide us and inspire our future. On this podcast, we'll spotlight the activities of the nationally recognized Society of Professional Journalists chapter at William Patterson University in Wayne, New Jersey. We are the reporters of today and tomorrow committed to SPJ's mission of diversity and democracy and inspiring successive generations of talented individuals to become dedicated journalists. Welcome to the WPSPJ podcast. I am Tommy Sherwood, the publicity chair for the William Patterson Society of Professional Journalists. I am joined here by the president of the WPSPJ, Rochelle Ostrada. Hi, everybody. It's really great to be able to be here today. This is a special episode for the two of us. On this podcast, you'll usually hear WPSPJ members discuss our interviews with the journalists we meet on our newsroom tours or host on our campus. But this just one facet of what WPSPJ does. We're also involved in a special project this academic year, working with SPJ leaders to revive our student newspaper, The Beacon. Absolutely, Tommy. That's a very exciting project that we're going to be doing this year. And to provide a little background on our cub collaboration with The Beacon, um, The Beacon has been our official student-run newspaper since 1936. And that dates back to decades before we were even known as William Patterson University. It actually dates back to when the school was located in the city of Patterson in New Jersey. And it was a school specifically to prepare teachers for careers in the classroom. And in the centuries since, the Beacon has covered some milestone moments for our school. That includes the opening of our current campus in Wayne, New Jersey, which occurred in 1951. There has been lots of stories about famous people visiting campus too, such as singer Ella Fitzgerald, who performed here in 1968, the punk rock band, the Ramones, which is a little out of my time because I was born in the 2000s, but they played in 1979. We also had former British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, who spoke in 1999. So that's all crazy stuff. Wow, that's really neat. I'd like to be a sports writer someday, and it's pretty cool that the Beacon documented a lot of sports history on our school too, like photos of the fencing team in 1967, a headline about the women's basketball team clinching first in 1955, a front page about basketball prep rally in the recreation center in 2001. I was a kicker on the William Patterson football team last season, so it's really neat to know that we have such deep sports heritage. Yeah, over the summer, I was looking at all of these different sports articles, and it was really cool being able to see that. Believe it or not, the women's basketball team, they actually clinched first in 1995. When I was looking at the date for that, I was like, wow, to think that this only happened like just a few years ago before I was born. And I was thinking of all of like the amount of empowerment that the women were able to do and just being able to look into the history. That's really what it's like. It's really like looking through history, Tommy. And our university library keeps an archive of beacon back issues. And it's on a digital database named WP Sphere that anyone can access online. And it has listings of campus events, stories about crime on campus, letters to the editor, even 
ads for movies that students generations before us would have gone to watch. And there was an issue from 1982 that included ads for two radically different movies, which were Sophia's Choice and Airplane 2. That's really interesting. It's not only the history of our university, but the history of pop culture as well. And it's cool when our SPJ chapter was founded in 2017, the first e-board was made up entirely of Beacon reporters and editors. That's a reminder that so many of the notable journalists who graduated from William Patterson passed through the Beacon. That is true. Unfortunately, the Beacon has run into some hard times in the past few years. There are a lot of reasons for this, and that includes decreasing enrollment across campus, and that includes the journalism program that has also been suffering from decreased enrollment, and of course, the pandemic, which hurt all extracurricular activities. And that hurts us as journalism students because campus newspapers are critical places for us to develop reporting skills, get a portfolio of clips, and even to make friends. Yeah, I mean, I want to be a reporter someday, and I want to learn at a thriving student newspaper. And student newspapers are also important to holding power accountable, questioning the university's administrations about decisions that affect how much tuition we pay, which professors we're taught by, and how our money is spent. Lots of newspapers in North Jersey have closed in recent decades, too, part of national decline in print journalism. That means there's few other news outlets around to cover William Patterson except for The Beacon. Well, that's where SPJ comes in. In spring of 2023, the advisor of our campus chapter, Dr. Nick Hershon, connected with two SPJ leaders in Florida who launched an organization named the Read News Project back in 2021. Read News works to revive dormant student media at historically Black colleges and universities, as well as Hispanic-serving institutions. William Patterson is a majority-minority school and Hispanic-serving institution, or HSI, which I find pretty cool as a student who is Hispanic. Really great to see the representation. But Dr. Hershon actually spoke with Wesley Wright, who started the Renews Project, to see if they could help save the beacon. That's such a great story, Rochelle, and it says so much about the potential that SPJ brings. An organization like the Renews Project, led by SPJ leaders and funded in part by SPJ, stepping in to revive a student newspaper at a school with nationally recognized SPJ chapter. It is, and we've benefited directly. Tommy, since we've worked with Wesley to develop story ideas for The Beacon, and we spent some time with him when we visited the William Patterson campus in the fall, he actually came to see us. We were able to take time to be with him actually recently, within like the end of the fall semester. And we were able to ask him why he chose William Patterson as the Renews Project's first HSI partner and the first school in New Jersey where it's helped out. What I will say is that I knew even before before I got here, before we figured out the logistics, I figured, okay, if there's a strong SPJ chapter, ostensibly there are some students who might either know or care about journalism. So at some schools I've been at before, like Coppin State, for example, we were starting the newspaper from scratch. There were no students. Nobody knew about the campus newspaper before. Um, we brought it back. But at William Patterson, we're starting from a different spot. So even if the students aren't seasoned per se they do know a little bit of something like uh, i'm not starting from zero that's that was great to hear rochelle because it means all the work that we're doing with wpspj 
is getting noticed by national SPJ leaders like Wesley. And in turn, it's going to help out student journalists of William Patterson. In that clip, we heard Wesley refer to Coppin State in Baltimore, which was the first school that the Renews Project helped out in 2021. They helped revive Coppin State, their defunct newspaper, The Courier. I had looked at like a few of their articles from like a class that I took for journalism field study because we had to look at like student news articles. And yeah, that was one of them that was around. And I was just curious about like how there are many newspapers that have been like defunct in the past, including ours from the pandemic. I'm just glad that there's a natural organization that has been made to revive college podcasts because they see the need just as much as we do. There definitely is a need for student media. Our students need to get experience working in media, print journalism, having a newspaper, having a podcast. So here's what Wesley said about that. The thing is, if you want to work professionally, you got to get it in student media. You know, I understand, you know, people have jobs. They might freelance. People, some people take care of their parents or taking care of younger siblings, kids. Um, I understand that. That's fine. And that's wonderful. For somebody who wants to go into media, you got to have an example of what you've done. If you only got two hours a month that you can give to the Beacon, then do that. You know, take those two hours and figure out how effective you can be with them because you don't want to graduate just with class. You don't necessarily want to graduate and all you have on there is your resume because an employer is going to say, well, this other student has an internship or she freelanced or whatever. And all you have is class. That's somebody on, that you're competing with who other people can point at that person and say, I know that Rochelle can do X, Y, and Z reporting or copy editing. Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot for the Beacon in this past semester. I have covered our volleyball coach who recently got his 200th win in oh, wow. boys and girls volleyball. I actually learned that he coached at like D1 schools and a lot of other schools around New Jersey. So that was really cool for me to hear. I've also done Q&As with you, Dr. Hershon, and I even uh, wrote an article about how we won National Campus Chapter of the Year this year. I've gotten a lot of great experience reporting through the beacon have you ever done like reporting like before college like did you do like high school newspapers or middle school I actually just got into journalism in my uh, first semester of my freshman year. I'm a sophomore now, so it's been a year. Journalism hasn't crossed my mind in high school. When I got into college, it really just started to cross my mind. I was really um, looking for a major because I came in to William Patterson, a phys ed major. I didn't enjoy that at all. I mean, all the anatomy work was just impossible for me. Right. It's really difficult, like memorizing all the bones, all the muscles, all the parts of the body. It's just... It's a lot to take in, and I, ju I couldn't do it. I couldn't handle it. So I was looking for a new major with my advisor, and my dad actually stumbled upon journalism, and he's like, that's a potential career for you. You like writing about sports. You like writing in general. Why not pursue this? And here I am today writing for my campus newspaper in efforts to revitalize it. That's really interesting because I had an opposite background. It's interesting to actually speak to someone that actually found out about journalism in college because for me, I started journalism really early. I was about nine years old when I did a first like broadcast for like a TV news script because they just had an attraction at a science museum. And I read from a teleprompter about a weather forecast and I was reading about a flood. 
and they had like a whole LED screen of a flood. And I found that to be really enjoyable, but I didn't think much of it. I joined my school newspaper when I was 12 and I was in middle school. So we wrote about like local campus events that were happening, which was like, for example, a Christmas fundraiser for the city of Patterson. Or we were writing about like the arts programs, how they were trying to create more arts classes into the schools. So we were starting to kind of get early exposure to reporting and interviewing different people from the school because I interviewed people that I didn't know and it was very nerve-wracking. I kind of continued that in high school by writing different pieces for the high school newsletter which is called The Spotlight at Rosa Parks High School and I took that with me in deciding to be in college. I was a part of the Beacon before it became defunct. I joined as a sophomore so I was part of the staff and it was with the last group of people before it became a club that wasn't as active and I wrote two pieces in the time frame that I was in the Beacon as a sophomore. I wrote a piece about like tips to kind of get back into the school groove so it was a feature piece and I also wrote a crime story that had happened it was a national crime story though and it was about a school shooting that happened in Arlington Texas but it wasn't really fitting for the target audience that we were trying to reach of William Patterson students so it's really not until now that the beacon is being revitalized that I'm writing more campus news stories and this semester I've done reporting for it's been about honestly like one campus event and a few campus topics and I've written about the new food trucks Mm -hmm. that came into campus I don't know if you've seen them outside but they were outside in the summer Um, they made new food trucks which wasn't a thing in the past before I wrote about the honors college because they're currently doing community service engagement with the father English community center in Patterson so I really wanted to write a spotlight piece on community engagement and I currently have other pieces that are going to be coming out about alumni that are still working here so they made the choice to come back to William Patterson to give back after graduating so I found that to be really interesting writing about an internship piece at the moment of why it's so important to get internships in college and just an opinion piece of different things like what's like chat GBT and all that stuff so I'm really working on different kinds of topics that I never really have done before that are solely William Patterson focused so it really kind of feels great to write about what was part of my roots and really being able to see Wesley give so much feedback I don't know how you feel about like the amount of feedback has been very helpful in your process as you would like submit articles like being able to interact with Wesley what has it been like to submit articles and have them be submitted for you it's been great. I mean, Wesley gives phenomenal feedback. It's positive and just constructive feedback. So he's really great with that. And he even is trying to train me to be an editor for The Beacon, which I find really huge for me because that's what I want my final job to be one day, an editor helping out reporters, mentoring them, and editing their pieces. So that that's definitely something that I see myself doing, and I'm really enjoying it. And just working with Wesley has been just a very pleasant experience to the moment I started talking with him in the summer. Yeah, to be a good editor, you have to be a good reporter. So mm-hmm. you're now in the process of gaining more reporting experience because that's what you're going to use to help other editors and other people that are also working in the reporting sector. And it's great because for me, Wesley has also just given me just so much great advice on mostly my writing. I think I've needed like a lot of help in like really honing down on my writing more because sometimes I don't write as active as I should or sometimes I would write very passively sometimes. So it doesn't make the writing sound like what it should be different tenses sometimes I would make like mistakes within that or even just like trying to find ways to handle different situations with attributions you know he's really given me not only advice but resources I don't know if he's done it for you too I would get resources in like emails Mm -hmm. of different things that I can use to be able to actually become better in honing my writing so I appreciate that I don't only have the advice but I also am given different ways and actual examples of how I could be able to make it better And I'm seeing growth and progress with 
every article that I'm writing throughout the semester, I'm seeing the growth and I'm seeing the change. And even his feedback, it's changing. He says I could see that he could see my improvements, but he also tells me in the midst of my improvements, this is where you can continue to keep improving, but you're showing growth. And I'm really happy to see that. So getting that feedback and seeing my byline in the Beacon website, it's a very humbling experience because it just makes you feel like you see the hard work pay off. You know, like how does it feel to see your work on the Beacon website, see your name on the article? How does it make you feel? It, it honestly feels like a dream come true, Be being in the media, having your name attached to something like that. I, I personally enjoy it. And it's just an experience like no other. I mean, creating the article, putting so much hard work into it, all the reporting that you're putting into it, the interviews yeah. and all that, seeing it finally pay off and it being published on a website. It just really meant something to me, for sure. Wesley's feedback also was really good, and I needed it because I'm a new reporter. Yep. You've been reporting since you were, what did you say, 12 years old? Yeah, 12. I started reporting when I was 18 years old. I I'm such a young reporter, and I need advisement outside of the classroom. So Wesley has been really great with giving that, for sure. Oh, yeah. No matter how early you start in the career, there's always room for growth. And Wesley is really showing that to me. So I am really grateful, Wesley, if you're listening to this, to our podcast. Thank you for all of the work that you do for us as members of the Beacon, as writers, and even as members of WPSPJ. We appreciate the work that you do. And right now in the Beacon, we are having a growth in terms of the actual advisory board because right now we have Wesley in as the main editor-in-chief at the moment for the Beacon, but we were also talking to him within the time that he was here about the formation of a new advisory board for the Beacon. So let's hear what Wesley has had to say about that. Dr. Hassan, he told me months back that the Beacon is blessed that they have a lot of local people, New York, New Jersey, uh, Philadelphia, right? They are interested in helping advise on an informal basis. So his idea was, let's make an advisory board. That way we can keep those people engaged and they can use some of their time to help advise like they want. So, you know, we got together and chose people who are on the actual board. The point of them being there is, one, they're more local than me. In a scenario where, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but down the line, if the Beacon has to make a big decision about a bu their budget, the direction of the publication, the advisory board is there as a mechanism for them to vote and make that decision. The other side is Dr. Hassan wanted to make a firewall between the faculty, like himself, and the advisory board. He wants it to be strictly run by students. When I actually found out about the advisory board, I didn't initially find out through Wesley. I actually saw it online. And because I look for like different pieces to see if there's any updates. And I go into the different pages. And I had looked in the about page for the weekend. And I saw that there was an add-on to not just like what the actual newspaper is about, but the people involved in it. I saw different names. And they're all different names of different journalists from different outlets. And personally, the advisory board is a great idea. It has six journalists who work at news outlets like the Star-Ledger, Insider, Axios, the Golf Channel, and Tap Into. And it's a very diverse board, too, in terms of like age, race, and gender. And these people can relate to us as diverse student journalists. And some of the people that are on the advisory board have also spoken with William Patterson students. So already as it is, there's a relationship that's been formed through WPSPJ because we've been able to have reality checks with these people. And that includes individuals like Max Schreiber, Rebecca Green. So we've been able to have 
different people come in that already know the kind of work that we do and what it's all about. And they've actually also personally come to William Patterson to speak to students. So I've been able to meet a couple of them firsthand that they're all great people, very lovely. They're very enthusiastic to see student interest because they are, are, they've already been in the profession for a time period. So they always think, what's the future going to look like for journalism? And they're able to see there's still people interested in pursuing it. So that means the field itself is going to live on. Being able to hear their feedback on how important it kind of is to really go down to the basics of learning how to be able to write concisely, being able to really be persistent in getting the right quotes from the right sources, being able to be a people person, really learn how important it is to gain trust within the public as a reporter and credibility. All of those little factors and those details, hearing that from professionals, it adds more validity to the advice because they've experienced it. That's what they do. It adds truth to what they're saying, along with how important it is to be truthful in your reporting. I appreciate that we not only have spoken to the board, but now they're going to keep working with us within the Beacon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we love our journalism professors. We but, do. But the advisory board has a few benefits. First, it gives us another voice to learn from, different perspectives from people working as full-time journalists. They can keep us up to date with changes around the news industry, yep. new software, new approaches to social media, the challenges of working in a 24-7 newsroom, or these days working remotely. They also become mentors who can maybe help us get internships and jobs at some of the places where they've worked. Definitely. We have been able to grow so much in our time in the Beacon. The Beacon is still in its early stages, but there are big plans to be able to get new articles coming out and to be able to get more student involvement. Anybody in William Patterson can be able to join the Beacon regardless of what you're studying and who you are. There is a place for everyone here. And if you are interested in any way, shape or form in joining for the Beacon and being involved, you can check out the Beacon website website wpubeacon.com there's also social media pages that you could search up on instagram and on twitter as well at wpu beacon so you could be able to see the pages that we do have and also on the website there's also the email of how you could reach out to wesley through the renews gmail that's on the website page definitely check it out and we hope to be able to see more students writing for the beacon yeah, absolutely. It's benefited me greatly, as I previously said, and I hope that anyone that's interested in news writing definitely joins the Beacon. It's a great uh, organization for you to join. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it any better. Join the Beacon today and get ready to write more about what this campus has going on. Thanks for listening to the WPSPJ podcast. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram and Twitter at WPSPJ. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast on Apple. Until next time, we are SPJ.